DHS reports that right-wing terrorists caused the most violence in 2020 while ignoring Black Lives Matter riots. The U.S. bombs facilities in Syria. Libertarians get blamed for Trump's failure, and liberals prove they have no idea what's going on in a new police brutality poll. All that and more tonight on Embers of Liberty. podcast where we strive to rekindle the passion for your freedoms. Here are your hosts, Justin and Joe. Welcome back to Embers of Liberty, where today we are going to really try to be less white. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. What do you think, Joe? What is what is the deal with that? Oh, I'm having a hard time believing you just even said that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for those of you that don't know, Coca-Cola pushed some mandatory training uh, to all employees, and a whistleblower came out and made it public knowledge that they had a racial sensitivity training that included the language, try to be less white in it, and... I don't know about you, but that's kind of racist. Yeah, like we don't push any racial bias on this show. No, not at all. But that's just ridiculous. That, it's racist. It is. It's it, blatantly racist. Yes, yes if, it's racist. If I were to tell, if I were to push a training out that that told you to try to be less black, what do you think the backlash would be? Uh, we wouldn't be we wouldn't be drinking Coca Cola probably by next week probably. Yeah, exactly. They'd be pulling Coca Cola off the shelves everywhere. Yeah. Anyway, that's the first little tidbit of stuff that we've got tonight. Um, what's what's first on the agenda? I think the DHS report. Oh yeah, right wing terrorists caused most violence in 2020, ignoring summer riots by left wing groups. So there's there's actually a lot to unpack there. Um, in the past, the FBI and DHS has said that white right wing extremism poses the greatest threat to the U.S. in general. Um, but really, I don't really see how that's accurate in any way. I don't hear a whole lot of rioting going on from white nationalists, no, which doesn't not. really have any meaning anymore either because by being white, I'm apparently a white nationalist just because I'm white. Which, which is, is also racist. Um, that's profiling based on the color of my skin. The fact that they've completely ignored the fact that there was a summer full of riots based on the the claim that police brutality unjustly targets black Americans is it's beyond me as to why they would say that right wing extremist groups are the biggest threat to America. I, I don't get it. Um, you know, the data doesn't back it up. And honestly, the government do- hasn't released any data on the historical activity or the current threat landscape. So what, we're just supposed to take their word for it? Uh, it sounds kind of I mean, like a Democrat agenda to me, does it not? I think they like to use this to push like anti-militia stuff, like because 
what they always like to to like say after, right after Obama become president, one of the things they said was like, oh, there's a rise of militia. You know, the militia movement is on the rise, and they always contribute it to racism or whatever. But it, no, it's because there's a Democrat in the in the in, White in House. In the White House, yeah. And while obviously Republicans don't, you know, aren't a friend like they say they are to the Second Amendment. Democrats definitely are not the no. friend. To I mean, the we talked Amendment. about the the push for gun legislation last week. You know, whether it's the the House of Representative bill that got uh, that got introduced, or you know, whether it's Biden pushing for the banning of any magazine that holds multiple bullets, oh, you know, which about- is literally a thing that he wants. Yep. Which basically means all guns that are not revolvers or muskets are going to be illegal under the Biden administration if he gets his way, which he won't. Did, but. did, you, did you hear about uh, the ammunition manufacturer? I guess they're a manufacturer. Like, I, guess, I think they're a small-scale manufacturer of ammunition. They uh, refused to sell any ammunition to anybody who voted for Joe Biden. Well, it's free market. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, honestly, you you clearly voted for somebody that knows... Or that you know is going to try I mean, to push yeah. a gun ban. Well, see, this is what they did. Like on their website, it actually like I guess when you go there or when you go to buy ammo or whatever, it, it, like a thing pops up and it says, "Did you vote for Joe Biden?" And if you click yes on it, it r- immediately redirects you to Joe Biden's uh, gun plan. And <laughs> <laughs> and I guess if you vote no, you know you get to go on and purchase your ammo and everything. But anyway, it takes you to his website, like his campaign website it takes you straight to that's hilarious and it pretty much goes it shows that he is adamantly against online ammunition sales and all that stuff Uh, you know you know how i feel about it anything that i do is none of the government's business unless i'm hurting somebody exactly uh the government should be there to provide defense and infrastructure that's it i don't want anything else from them yep you know um so we've we've covered the DHS report. I don't agree with that. I think that it's um, another piece of left wing propaganda to try to further divide the nation to to help push their ideals. But you know, the other thing that I'm really upset about right now is for a president that promised two thousand dollar stimulus checks on day one. It's kind of funny to me that there's already been bombs dropped on Syria before stimulus checks went out. Not that I agree with stimulus checks, because I don't. But you touted stimulus checks day one. You made a promise you could not keep. It's almost like, uh, um, uh, what's his name with the boot on his head? Oh, Vermin Supreme? Yeah, how he touts, you know, free pony for everybody. That was yeah. that was Biden's free pony. Yeah. How's that free pony working out for you? What, you don't have a pony? No way. There's no way you don't have a pony. Um, psh, psh. So, we've dropped bombs on Syria. Yep. Really, it was <clears throat> bombs on a facility that was used by Iranian-backed militant groups. Which, I mean, I I don't think that we should be doing anything that interferes with another nation 
at all right now. We've got more problems at home that really way, need solved. Kind of the way I see it is if they want to tear each other, tear themselves apart. Hey, it's not 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 not. It's not place. our problem. It's, it's not my it's, place. You know, until we're provoked, I don't feel like we should we should be involved mm-hmm. in any of that stuff. I agree. I do. I do. I think that Iran is a existential threat on a global scale. Yes, I do, because I, I believe that they're actively pursuing a nuclear weapon, and the data actually backs that up. Um, you know, there's a reason that Trump pulled us out of the Iranian nuclear deal, and it was because they ha- they were producing fissile material where they could create a nuclear bomb. They weren't doing it for energy. You know, the the Obama administration, when they, when they got us into that deal, said that it was, you know, because... Um, they're they're becoming more moderate. They're not. They're not. They're never going to be more moderate. <clears throat> I'm pretty sure they straight up hate us. They hate America. They hate everything that we stand for. Um, they hate us because we're free. And yep. honestly, there's you know there's no room to be supporting a regime that hates who we are as a nation. Yep. Um. So that's two things down. Kind of blowing through these fast today it may be a quicker show today than normal no i mean we're still going to talk a little oh, bit. oh yeah you're, you're probably at least getting an hour yeah this is uh <clears throat> we're not we're definitely not going to go two hours also i have a, a correction from the last show i made a the comment that beto o'rourke was part of biden's cabinet and he is not no he's not part of the he's cabinet. not part of the cabinet i didn't realize that i'd said that until after i listened to the show again um he's just he was a presidential candidate that, you know, said, hell yes, we're going to come take your guns. And I misspoke. That's my bad. But during Biden's campaign, though, he did tout him as like, this is going to be the guy that's going to be in charge of all that. Yeah. He did actually tout yeah, that. Yeah, he did tout time. that at some yeah. point. Um, so there's the correction. You know, we, we reserve the right to be incorrect. And I will gladly admit. We are new to this. When I'm incorrect. You know, sometimes you just get caught up in a tangent. Um. So, I sent you the link to a poll. Mm-hmm. Did you did you pull up the poll? I actually did not. That was the one show prep I did not. You need to at. pull up that poll right now. So, <clears throat> there was a poll that went out not too long ago. Um, it was actually published on February 21st. Um, and it was basically, by political ideology, how many black unarmed men do you believe were killed by the police in 2019 or 2020? Um, and it is hilarious at just how ignorant liberals are when it comes to what's actually going on in the real world. Um, so let me get back to it. I was kind of counting on you to have this pulled up, Joe. Okay. So very liberal. It says 60%. So, 60% of those who are very liberal think that about 100 unarmed black men were shot and killed by the police in 2019. Are you insane? Do you know what the real number is? What? 19. 19. 19. So... (laughs) By the way, that's unarmed black men. Unarmed black men. Yes. 19. 27 at max. There's, There's some debate on what, you know... And if, you, and if you think, you know, well, what about the armed well, Man, come on. They're armed. Yeah. I mean, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Yeah. 
And that's for any color. Like I, I don't I don't care what color you are. You you shoot at the police. So you're going down. Thirty percent of very liberal believe that about a hundred. <laughs> You've got to be kidding me. Thirty one point four three percent believe that about a thousand black men were shot and killed by the police unarmed. That's insane. It's literal insanity. Well, but this is the danger of of propagandizing the news because all you hear about anymore is black man shot and killed by the police, black man shot and killed by the police, the Black Lives Matter riots, everything. It all goes back to the same narrative that the police are hunting black men. And they're yeah, not. It's, it's not. No. They're not. The fact of the matter is, is that when you, as a population group, commit an inordinate amount of crime, your areas get policed more heavily. Yeah. And the majority of black people, it's, it's documented in a poll, the majority of black people want the same amount or more policing in their communities because of the crime levels. I mean, to, so, me, to me, I think it's, and it's, you know, people try to make it about color. It's, it's really not. It's really it's not. really not. Like it's, I hear, I hear people in the black community all the time talking about how you know they support cops and how you know it's it's the it's for some reason like I mean they they don't like any of it either. They don't like the the any of the stuff going on in their community. Yeah, I mean, and they shouldn't. No, it's a thing. But it's not a it's not a color thing. It's a no. culture thing. It's a culture thing and too. I think it's a family thing. Like. I believe that too, but the the family thing is a result of the culture thing. Yeah, and and too, like I mean, you know, as both of us are fathers, we, I think, lack of fathers in, in families has a lot to do with it too. Yeah, yeah, it does. I mean, it's it's, I think it's pretty well understood that the lack of a male influence in the house has, you know, really and, and- impacted the way that young black men behave. Yeah, and, and even... Even, even black, young black women, you yeah, know? Yeah, and the black community even admits that, hey, they do have a problem with black men not sticking around for their yeah. children. And and but, but, you know, the other thing is is that black women will have kids with somebody they know is not going to stick around and then rely on the government. It's not the government's place to provide for you. It's right. your job to provide for you. Right, and if you don't need to be having kids because you can't afford kids, don't have kids. And that's any color. That's not just. I mean, that's anybody. Yeah, mm-hmm. I couldn't afford another kid right now. I'm not going to have another kid. No, right like now. after after this kid that we're about to have, that's it for us. I, I mean, like we're what, we're uh, taking the we're taking the necessary steps to this, make sure that we don't have another child. <laughs> this isn't a pick yourself up by the bootstraps thing. This is a make better decisions thing. Right. You know, right. and as sentient adults, we are capable of making decisions that will benefit us in the long term. You know, and that's kind of where I'm at with the abortion thing. Like, I understand that there are other options than abortion, like adoption, but the adoption system's over flooded right now. It is. <clears throat> so you're going to put a kid in as a ward of the state that may get adopted, may not. That kind of lifestyle leads to a often criminal adulthood. So I think, I think uh, Ron Paul and Spike Cohen are pretty 
similar on this issue. I think that basically what the, like I think Spike Cohen actually is the one that said while he does not, he will not what do you call it? Um, he he won't uh, condone. I guess that's the, that's the word. That's not yeah. his quoted word, but he doesn't. You know, he he won't he won't stand behind it. He won't stand behind abortion, but he's not going to, you know, take it away either. No, like he's and, not going to support it, but he's he's not going to you know get rid of it either. Yeah, and and my my stance has always been that I don't support it, but it's not my choice. Right. You know, and I would rather you make the choice that's going to be best for you, whether it's a health risk carrying a baby to term for you, or you just don't want to put a child through the rigors of the system that we have right now to I think, actually I think get adopted. Yeah. The libertarian view though, I think is, is the, really no matter what decision you make, it, it should not be up to the government. No, it should not. It absolutely should not be for the, it the should be between you and God or you and the doctor or whatever you think that, you know, it should not be between you and the government. No. Okay. So back to this poll though. Okay. So, we move on from very liberal, where 31% believe that over about 1,000 were killed by the police. Liberal, just plain old run-of-the-mill liberal, 38.79% believe that about 100. 22.42 believe 10, which is pretty close to the right number. Yeah. So, and then it goes down to 26.5% for about 1,000. Um, and... There's actually an about 10,000 and more than 10,000 range, but it's like real marginal. Um, very liberals, 14%, think about 10,000, and seven, almost 8% believe about more than 10,000. But it's substantially lower the more right you go. Yeah. Well, that's what happens when, you know, you. But here's the kicker moderates. 33% believe about 10. 40% about 100. 16 about 1,000. And then it's 6% or lower for 10,000 and more than 10,000. And then when you get to conservative, just plain conservative, you know, that includes conservative-leaning libertarians uh, for the most part. It's, kind of, it's a little bit more divided. Uh, so you got 46% that believe 10 just pretty close to the right number. Uh, it's way less than 100, no matter how you shake it. Um, 40% believe that it was about 100. And then the other stats, 1,000 or more, it's less than 9% for each of those. And then when you go to very conservative, it's 45%, 33%, 13%, 2%, and 4 like, I'm sorry, but it seems to me like conservatives are a little bit better informed than liberals. I, I mean, liberals clearly have no idea what the hell is going on in this country at the moment. Well, liberals are the ones that say, are saying, trying to say that AR-15s, you know, have 50 caliber rounds. and That's true. Weigh as much as, you know. Ten bo boxes yeah. that you would be using to move. God, that's still, that boggles my mind. Um, So... I mean, that's 2019 numbers. I don't know the 2020 numbers, but yeah. I know that the actual number is close to 20. 
because of what I've seen, what I've looked up, what I've researched. The, the key point here is to not buy into the biased left militant media because they want you to believe that the, the police are just literally hunting black men and they're not. It, it's just, it's a farce yeah, in its entirety. And I'm not saying that there's not a problem. There is a problem. Yeah. But it's not because you're black. Right. Uh, and, and honestly, the only people that can change the perception of the black community to begin with, even if it was because you're black, is the black community. Yes. Yes. I can't change the way that other people see you. The only person that can do that is you. Well, you know, have you seen, you've seen Black Panther, right? Yeah. I think that's what they were getting at in that, that movie. Like, hey, it's not up to the rest of the world to help us. It's up to ourselves to help ourselves. I think that could be a theme. Yeah, for sure. Because, you know, at the end, they were talking about like, hey, we need to use our technology to help our people. Yeah. And I'm just sitting there like, yeah, man. Like, get it. Like, yeah. that's what you should do, man. Yeah. I it, It's crazy. It's all crazy right now. And I don't get it. No. And and like I said, like as as, as white men... It's like, I think, I think society thinks that we love to see a black man be, you know, down and out in his look. No, no, I want to see my, my fellow Americans succeed. Yeah. Like we want to see people succeed. I want you to succeed. I don't want you to be stuck in this victim mentality that, that the black community often has. Um, you know, your life is what you make it. There are going to be some circumstances that you can't avoid, but at the end of the day, you are responsible for the choices that you make. You're responsible right. for the culture that you take in. And to blame that on other people instead of taking responsibility for what you have chosen to do, it, it's a cop-out. I, th- I think so. I think so. I don't, I don't view racism as a huge problem in American life right now. I just don't because it, 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 I don't I, see it. Yeah, I don't see it as a huge problem. I, I, now, yeah, it's a problem. You're going to have that one redneck every well, now and then. I mean, the thing is, is as long as you're talking about it like you are, it's going to be a problem. Oh yeah, of course. Well, just like, a, okay, say drugs, you know, it's a libertarian topic, you know, that we, we say that, Hey, as long as it's illegal, you're going to have more people doing it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So if as, as long as you try to push, make people be, le- you know, air quote, less racist or less white or whatever, you're going to have people pushing against that because they don't like being told what to do. Yeah, it, sure. it, Like they, they may not even have thought anything about it in their entire lives, about anybody regarding color or anything, but now they're being, it's kind of being brought out of them and people, I'm sure that people are going to push that as, well, that's that inner racism that they didn't know they had. And it's like, no, no, that, that stuff, I don't believe squat no. about that. Absolutely that whole, not. That whole, well, you, you know, people have underlying racism that, you know, they don't realize that they're being racist. And it's like, that, 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 that's almost, no, I don't know. Okay. So the thing is, is that we all have bias. Of course. We all do. There's a difference between bias and racism, though. Yeah. It's, you know, it's associating that bias to every person of a different skin color that you see that makes it racist. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I I try my best not to see the color of somebody's skin. I try to see the content of their character because that's what matters to me. Yeah. 
Um, now I will say, like, because of where we were raised, yeah, that that does stand out more in our mind because of yeah, that does you know, that does get ingrained in your mind it, it, when you're raised around that type of stuff. Yeah, not saying our parents or anybody like that were that way. But, no, absolutely not. But the area that we were raised in, you know, people were that way. Yeah. And and so you and knew, it still continues to be an issue here. Yeah, it's just not as much not as much as it used That's to be. It's not near as bad as it used to be. I mean, there are black families that have moved in here. Yeah, now. it's good to see too. You know, it is. I you know, I, I long thought that there needed to be more diversity in Arab. Oh yeah, but you know, the word spreads about how how bad it used to be. Yeah. So, oh yeah, like you, you can go to other cities that actually you know have heard of Arab, and, yeah. <laughs> and it's crazy. And, and they're like, "Oh, you're from Arab." It's like, man, trust me, it's not as bad as you think. It's it's really not. Like not you're going to have a lot of like, say, if you were going to go into Walmart now and somebody was to like racially you know degrade you, you're probably going to have a lot of people stand up for you. Like, yeah, for sure. Like you're not going to like maybe back in the day you would have had a lot of people stand behind. You know that person degrading you, but now yeah. no, you're going to have a lot of people stand up for you, if not kick that dude's rear end. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not a, it's not as big of a, a threat as it used to be. Like I'd, I'd have a hard time not like taking that dude by the shirt and just kicking his butt. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's no, there's no room for racism anymore. No, no. on either. Um, but, that, but, and that's what gets on my nerves is like, we're not, we're not pushing it. Like we, we. We have no want for anybody in, in of any color to be less than us. No, and that's absolutely what, not. But see, that's why I I get so aggravated with with this issue because, like, we're just trying to live our lives, and then but yet we're being told that oh we have underlying racial tones, like what? <laughs> I yeah I don't get it. So. There's that. There's our spill. Yeah, we try to we try to avoid that subject. That is a that is a sensitive it's a subject. Delicate, very, very delicate, delicate, especially these days. Subject. It's very nuanced. But honestly, you because know, some people are going to take. You know, it don't matter what you say on that subject. They're going to take anything you say and turn it into something bad. Yeah. No. And and that's the key thing to take away from from our conversation is that we didn't put anybody down for anything. No. You know. I said it, Joe said it, we want you to succeed no matter what color your skin is. Right. It does not matter. Your your skin color has no bearing on my life. I'm not going to view you any differently because of the color you are. Because as a business owner, why would I want to see you fail? Because if you're making money, that means you're hiring me, which means I'm making money. Like, you're coming to me for my service. If you have money, you're coming to me for my services, which means I'm making money. So I want to make money, so I want you to make money. Everybody wins. Yeah. And I don't care what color you are. Like, if I'm a business owner, I'm not worried about black, white, yellow, whatever. I'm worried about green. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like, I want, you know, granted, you want to do it clean, and you want to do it, you know, the right way, and you want to do everything the way you're supposed to, but... It's not, there's no color involved, man. No. No color involved. What can you do? Business is business. On to the next thing. All right. So, you want to go back over our, we had an issue this week on the Alabama Libertarians page. And, oh, yeah, this was a good one. Parents, if you have children in the room right now, you may want them to, which, I mean, this is not. The the podcast is marked as explicit. Okay, so it if you're listening as, with your kids, that's on you. 
I mean, it's well, just something they need to learn about. It's not like it's X-rated or anything. It's, yeah, but it's, I mean, really, they're not going to know what we're talking about anyway. Yeah. So, Basically, there were some libertarian pretenders, I would say, saying that it's not okay to have your child circumcised. Because it go, because they don't have the choice to determine whether they want to be circumcised they say, or not. They say it violates the NAP, which is the non-aggression principle, which is you know no don't do harm to others and all that. Yeah, the problem with that is that uh, it's my kid. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I, I don't get that, dude. Like, leave. Just Let leave, pa- leave us alone. Y'all can tell this is kind of an awkward subject. Like, like we don't want to talk about circumcision. I don't have, I don't have a son, so I never <laughs> right. had to make that choice. I'm telling um, you right now, like, like, I'm glad that I'm circumcised. Yeah, exactly. Like, okay, gonna, I don't know, I don't know if you, if you've ever seen an uncircumcised <laughs> penis, but I have, and it's not pretty. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. When I mentioned it, when I mentioned this whole conversation to my wife, she was like, "Ew." Like she thought that was gross. Ooh, indeed. And you know, people are like, "Oh, well, there's no, you know, health effects, whatever, blah blah." It's like, yeah, not for people that adequately clean themselves. Yeah. Like, what about the people that don't? I mean, it it does help. It does have certain benefits, like the risk of STD transmission goes down. It's, and of course, they're trying to say, "Oh, that's that's not the case. This is all lies." Blah blah. blah. Oh the my point, god. It, we could go on with this forever. The point is here. That as a parent, you have the right to determine what is best for your child until they are 18 years old in this country. Yep. You have that right. Well, some states, I think it's 16, right? Something no, like, something. it's pretty much 18 everywhere. You're not legally adult until you're 18. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, so, you know, and I'm honestly, glad that my parents chose for me to get that done. Yeah, I before, mean, I, I am too, so. Before <laughs> I was able to, you know, realize what was going on. Yeah. You know, it's done like right at birth, you know, or like right after. It's birth. like the day after. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I don't, you know, people are like, oh, it's so, you know, scarring and stuff. I mean, my mom has a story about it. You know, like they they circumcised me in the middle of the night, apparently, and uh, they brought me to my mom because I wouldn't quit crying. Um, and mom said, "Why is he crying?" And they're like, "Well, we just circumcised him." And she goes, "Well, I would be crying too." And then we <laughs> sat there and cried together for the rest of the night, like. My mom had me young, you know. It, honestly, after the initial pain, like once it starts to heal, it's not an issue. I mean, I don't remember it. <laughs> I don't remember it either. I just know that my mom had, you know, she told the story about it a couple of times. So, I mean, I think if it was uh, all about like parents didn't care and it was about whatever like, this genital mutiliz- mutilation and all that. I mean, I don't think parents would be so caring about making sure it was tended to afterwards. Make sure, hey, you know, let's cl- make sure it stays clean and sanitized, so that yeah. way there's no problems. Uh, you know, that's later. like Patrick. His his boys are not circumcised, and that's fine. Yeah, that's his choice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't care. Like, I'm not going to go out here and be like, "Oh, you have to circumcise your children." No, that violates the NAP. Exactly. Like, what's so hard to understand about? It's not hurting anybody else. Just leave it alone. Yeah. Just like, leave it alone. Exactly. <laughs> so the, I think one of the last things that we really need to talk about is the fact that the Democrats are pushing to relinquish sole no, 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 authority. No, no, no. Oh, no. No. What, what we're missing is, you know, see, we, okay, so we bash the left for their whole thing about the riots and all that, right? 
Well, now we get to bash the right. Because that's what we get to do as libertarians. We can bash both sides. What what has the right done? They're blaming libertarians for Trump's failure oh, yeah, in the election. That's right. So Listen, if if you want to blame somebody, blame Trump. Yeah, Trump is it's it's Trump's fault that he Trump lost. Trump did everything that he could to ensure that he would not secure enough votes. Do I believe that Joe Biden won the most votes? of any presidential candidate in the history of America, even Barack Obama? No. I don't believe that for a second, but I also don't believe the election was stolen. Right. Like, I think there was some shady stuff that happened with the election, but I also think that, you know, Trump is responsible for Trump. Just like I am responsible for me. So... To say that that libertarians voting libertarian is the reason that Trump lost is completely asinine. Like, no, fam, you just you just got beat. So apparently, it was Forsyth County GOP, right? Okay, and they let me get this picture up here. Okay, it says how we lost the Senate, right? And it says astroturfing, libertarian demoralization crusades, populist demoralization campaigns by Steve Bannon and John Fredericks. Wasn't Steve Bannon like Trump's friend? Yeah, Steve Bannon was part of the Trump administration for a while. But now that he lost, he's he's the bad guy, right? Like, yeah, of course. Dang man, come on! It's always it. it that's, it's politics, man. Yeah. And I don't know David Ralston. Do you know him? I don't know who that is. And Geoff Duncan. I don't know him. Jeff. Oh, Jeff Duncan. Yeah. You know him? Nope. But I know it's Jeff and not Geoff. <laughs> it's spelled G E O F F. It's spelled G E O F F. Yeah, but that's and Jeff. Doug Collins. I don't know. I've heard name. of him, but I don't know anything about him. And Shane Hazel. Don't know the significance of him either. So, so what's what was the how many votes did Trump lose by? Oh, I'd have to look that up. But it's, it's, it's showing, though, like, you still got more on here. It says, other libertarians, interstate immigration, international immigration, Trump's behavior. And then, the, okay, oh, the last two on the list. The last two is Trump's behavior and their behavior. That's that's the least important thing. That's what they want you to think. Like it's They think that they are the least important issue. And it's like, no, like, the whole reason that I stopped liking Trump as a president was because of the way he acted. It's not that I even stopped liking Trump as a president. I liked Trump as a president. I have great disdain for him as a person. I was um, both. Like, I, I think that I, he I has like a person either. A ter- he is a terrible person. But two things can be true at once. I can think that you're a terrible person, but think that policy-wise you're doing a great job for America as far as a lot of the things go. Um, you know, like the first step act that really, it really tried to help a lot of, you know, wrongfully incarcerated black Americans get out of prison and get back to normal life in society. Um, so I, I just, I, I hate both sides. <laughs> I literally, I can't stand either one of them. Okay. So the Greenville South the Green, whatever Greenville, South Carolina resident spoke to the Greenville News of the USA Today Network on Wednesday, just minutes after Wisconsin 
had been called for Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden by the Associated Press. Jorgensen, who ran alongside Myrtle Beach, South Carolina resident Spike Cohen, earned 38,414 votes in Wisconsin, according to the AP. Results on Thursday morning showed President Donald Trump lost his state by 20,000 votes. So this is where people are coming up saying that, like, if libertarians would have just voted for Donald Trump, he would have won. He would have won. He would Well, by that number, he, he would have won state. that state. In that state, right. But that doesn't make up the amount of votes that he would have needed. If you look at the overall popular vote, it was not even close. No. There, not even there was close. not enough libertarian votes to swing it for Donald Trump. No. Regardless. If we went by popular vote anyway, I don't know. I haven't looked at state-by-state statistics. I know in Alabama, I don't think it was even close either. No, it wasn't. But, I mean, Alabama's a red state. Yeah. So, um, you know, I want to see states flip gold. Yeah. And, and That's what's what get, I want to see. What's been really getting on my nerves is all these people that are like, well, y'all are really hurting the Republican Party. Yeah, that's kind of the point. Like That's, that's actually exactly the point. But we also want to hurt the Democrat Party. Exactly. Like, like we're not trying to hurt one of you more than another. Like we want neither of you to be president. Yeah. We don't, we don't like any of y'all. You all suck. Um, not necessarily you like the people, but Democrat politicians, Republican politicians, they're general garbage human beings. Um, there's not too many that I'm very fond of. I know that I, I, I do like Rand Paul though. Well, Rand Paul's very libertarian leaning. Um, he's still not, I don't I, I still don't, consider him a libertarian because he does have you know some really republican things he does well yeah but a lot of libertarians do that's true you know conservative leading libertarians he just runs on the republican ticket because he understands that libertarians don't generally win elections because of the two-party system but i mean the whole goal is to turn that around to make it a legitimate you know push for not only like governorships and Senate seats and and House of Representatives seats, but also the presidency on down the road. But to right. get there we have to get we have to get our candidates seated in some districts somewhere. It can't just be, you know, vote libertarian for president because nobody's gonna take that seriously. Right. Nobody well, really knows what libertarians believe because we get locked out of everything. Well, and, and, but too, you can, I feel like, and yes, I'm going to go ahead and do this and bash some libertarians, but I feel like our party has failed itself in the past. Like, Absolutely. We went from Ron Paul to, to who, Gary Johnson? Mm. Or to, was it uh, McAvee? No, Gary Johnson was a great candidate. But he, he really like was. A, he acted like an idiot, though. No, he, he, so... If you look at Gary Johnson's record when he was the governor of New Mexico, that dude was brilliant. Uh, you know, he, he basically repaved all the roads. He balanced the budget. He got affordable health care to the entire state. Like, dude was great. Right. And then his running mate was Bill Weld. I knew, I knew um, he had done I think what things. really did Gary Johnson in was the Aleppo thing. So he didn't know what was going on what happened in Aleppo. Okay. To be fair, neither did I. I, I still don't know. I don't know. I really about. have no clue what went on in Aleppo because I don't care about Aleppo. I care about America. And even then I was like, I'm still more worried about what's going on in my immediate area. Yeah, for real. So like that's the libertarian view. Like we're isolationists. Yeah. 
we don't believe that we should be involved in the affairs of other countries. Right. Um, so that, that's just, I don't know, man. I don't, but, but John McAvee though, like, while I would agree that he's a pretty smart guy, he's also a really shady guy. Yeah. I mean, well, you got to take, you got to take into consideration that every party has some pretty I mean, crappy Biden, candidates. Joe Biden and himself is pretty shady. <laughs> Joe Biden is the definition of shady. I mean, like, he's borderline, we're pretty sure, pedophile. <laughs> and then he's got some weird stuff, business deals going on with his kids and or his son. And his and brother, all kinds of stuff. There's all kinds of red flags. Like, if so if he were to work, like, a, a contractor job, mm-hmm. not as the president or a senator, his ties to Russia via his son would automatically disqualify him for a security clearance. Wow. I didn't know that. Like, I I've never had a security clearance. I don't know. Um, so, like, the fact that he wouldn't be able to get a security clearance in the civilian world should tell you everything that you need to know about how safe we are with him having classified information as the president. Who? He shouldn't have even been eligible to run for president because of the fact that he's he would not be able to, to hold a security clearance. It definitely makes you wonder. And, and that kind of brings us to this, the next issue of, you know, the nuclear football. Oh yeah. The Democrats are calling on Joe Biden to relinquish sole authority over nuclear strikes. Yes. Well, because I really want Alexandria Ocasio Cortez D twitch to be in charge of anything nuclear. Because you know that every, every single Amazon building in this world would just go up in flames. You know, it would, just she she she's got it out for Bezos, man. I'm telling you. For one, there's clear rules. You have it. You have it pulled up. The mm-hmm. process for nuclear strikes, right? Yes. Let's see. So to be clear, we're talking about the authority to to command a nuclear strike against another nation. Okay. So like the process, right? <clears throat> okay. So first, let's see. Once the call is made, a series of critical steps follow. The president first meets with top military advisors. So it's not just the really the president himself making no, that decision. He's he's making a well informed decision. It's not like he's sitting in his office like, man, I feel like bombing somebody today. No. no. Like that's not what happens. They're I think they're trying to make it sound like that's what happens. Like they, they thought Trump was just about to be like, you know what? I hate Jana. I hate Jana. It's going down. I do a terrible Jana's probably the most terrible country in the world. Let's just nuke them. Bigly. Bigly nuke them. It's kind of like him saying nuke a hurricane. Yeah, maybe you just nuke the hurricane. <laughs> maybe you just nuke it. I don't know. Maybe it stops it from spinning. Tremendously. <laughs> uh, you know, it's... But anyways, the president first meets with top military advisors. The meeting... Excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> excuse me. Maybe we just nuke the DNC. Maybe we just nuke them. Is that an option? Maybe we inject bleach? I don't know. Some people out there saying that it is probably the best option. Bigly. Strongly. And tremendously. Okay, I'm done. You, you go ahead with the, the nuclear process okay, now. And the, and the meeting would take place in the Situation Room. If the president is traveling, a call is made on a secure line. 
If the president still wants to go through with the strike, the order is verified. To authenticate the order, a challenge code is read to the president. It's usually two phonetic letters like Delta Echo. The president then receives the biscuit, a laminated card that's always near the president. The biscuit has the matching response to the challenge code. The Pentagon then broadcasts an encoded message to missile crews. The message is only about the length of a standard tweet. It includes the War Plan Sealed Authentication System, or SAS codes, and the actual missile launch codes. When the launch crews get the message, they open lock safes to obtain the SAS codes. These codes are compared with the SAS codes included in the message. If fired from a submarine, the captain, executive officer, and two others authenticate the launch order. Fifteen minutes after receiving the order, the missiles could be ready to launch. If fired from land, there are 50 missiles controlled by five launch crews in, in different locations. Each crew votes for the launch by turning their keys at the same time. There are five different keys, but only two need to be turned to launch the missiles. In this scenario, the missiles could be ready to launch in just minutes after the president's order. Once the missiles are launched, there's no turning back. Well, so, no. So, That's why it's such a big process. Right. But, you know, that's a large process in itself. Just then, to fire a rocket yeah, with a nuclear warhead. Which, I mean, is a big decision. That's a huge decision. But Ask Japan. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they know. But what gets me is, like, they want to make this process longer. Like, what if this is kind of like a, hey, we need to get this done pretty quick because if we don't, junk's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I, I mean... I mean, look how long it's taken them to, to, to you know... What it boils down on, to, on budget. what it what it boils down to, Joe, is that Democrats are not happy unless they have more power. Oh yeah, that's yeah. But that's also kind of Republicans, but not really. Republicans are are more representative of their constituents' beliefs, but Democrats, the politicians, are not happy unless they have more power. Yeah. Period. Like they're not. I want to I want to stop you on that Republicans thing, you know, the constituents thing, because I don't know, because we did have a local one that was kind of more Republican leaning, and yeah, I'm gonna call him out, West Kitchens. Um, Ooh, yeah, shots fired, pew pew. But uh, you know, he, you know, the whole gas tax thing, he really touted like he wasn't for the gas tax, and then went down there and voted on it after he got elected by his constituents. Yeah, I almost guarantee you this guy will not be back in there. This guy has to go around. Speaking of which, have you noticed the gas prices? Going up. <laughs> They're up almost 20 cents since... Trust Biden me, as elected. a guy that makes a living pumping gas into machines... Well, that's not how I'm... I'm you don't I make use your, a lot of gas. You use a lot of gasoline <laughs> lot for of your gas. equipment. Um, I'm kind of not happy about that. Yeah. That's a great idea. Let's uh, reduce American energy independence and pay more for fuel because of it. You're talking about the pipeline... Well, that's part of it. To me, I'm I'm, I'm so mixed it's, on that. It's more of a... He's halted production of U.S. oil. Like I didn't hear about that one. That, that's basically what it boils down to. We're importing more oil than we're producing now. Which is... Again. Which is so hypocritical. Which like is exactly what was happening when Donald Trump took office. Like, Donald Trump actually got that taken care of and greenlit a lot of stuff that really reduced the price of oil and made us energy independent. Right. And now Biden is undoing all of that stuff. Like half of his executive orders have been to undo Trump executive orders. 
Yeah, yeah. Wasn't he the one? That, how, he just signed one. What's he up to now? I'm gonna look it up. He just signed one the other day that ended the Trumps um, expanding American apprenticeships executive order. Like that's a good executive order to to make it more feasible to to have apprentices for skill jobs. But they don't want you having skill jobs. They want you to you know get in debt. They want you to go into debt so that. You're indebted to the federal government for your student loans for the rest of your life. And, well, actually, they don't even really believe that because they want to cancel student debt. And that's a whole other issue. Like, I don't believe that it should be canceled, like 100% canceled. But I feel like the government's the whole reason that education's so expensive to begin with. So... Yeah, I mean, if you really think about it, like, okay, so the colleges, if you, I mean, of course, is my well, speculation. I don't have anything that pulled up in front of me to. So basically, what happens is colleges charge whatever they want because the government backs yeah, up the loans. They know they're going to. They, yeah, the government's going. They're back going to the get their money regardless. Yeah, but yet, as a business owner, if I want to start a business, I have to have like three years of tax returns, like a six, uh, like at least a certain you know credit score, and like a business plan and all this stuff to get a small business loan. But all I have to do is have my mommy and daddy sign a piece of paper. And they'll give they'll they'll give me fifty thousand dollars to go to school. Yeah. Like I'm literally not doing anything with that. Like what if what if I go through school and don't do anything with that degree? Yeah, how much or, of my college education I use, Joe? How much? Very little of it. I would say that I use very little of mine. I mean, you're using it to edit this well, podcast. I, I knew a lot of that though before I went to college. That's true. <laughs> so I was already doing this stuff before I went to college, and then I went to college to learn how to do this stuff better. And granted, yeah, I did learn some, you know how to do it a little better, but I was paying them a lot of money to teach me stuff that, frankly, a lot of it I already knew, and I didn't want to do that. That's then, how I felt with my supply chain classes. I learned one thing really, and that was forecasting. Like I didn't know how to forecast demand. I do now. Yeah. But that's all I learned in two years of, of going to school for supply chain management. So, well, it's, you know, and then eventually I went up to Nashville to a recording conference convention. And, uh, like, I, like th- you had the big guys sitting there telling you, like, hey, I've recorded with, you know, Beyonce and, I, and even the uh, guy who mastered the, uh, the uh, what was it, one of the Metallica albums. I don't, I don't remember which album it was, but, uh, yeah, he mastered that album. And well, they pretty much only work with um, with one guy. I don't know. He was an older dude, though. Yeah, he's he's been the guy that they that they have produced their albums for a long time. Bob well, no, Rock. No, 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 no. Th- no, this is, this guy didn't produce the album. He mastered it. He basically takes the uh, the music after they've recorded it, and he messes with like sound levels to get the best sound out. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So I don't know anything about it. But anyway, I got to shake his hand. It was pretty awesome. Yeah. (laughs) It was cool. But anyway, you have all these big wigs up there that have worked with, you know, all these famous people, all these famous singers and artists and stuff. And they're pretty much just saying, like, yeah, we're not looking for college degrees. We're looking for somebody that's willing to come in here and learn how to do this and make it, like, be all about it. They were, they're looking for people that just want to do it. Yeah. I mean, and I think the need for a college degree is really limited. It really just depends on what you want to do. Like, do you really need a college degree to weld? No, you get a certificate for that, though. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not, I don't see... like. But if you have an apprenticeship program, why even go to college? Exactly. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I think you should be educated in the topic. Yeah. But you shouldn't have to go get a degree. 
No, like they I mean, should have like little trade schools you can go. And I'm not talking about like a two year, even two year degree. I'm talking about like if I want to learn how to be a pipe welder, I should be able to go. There should be somewhere I can go and say, "Hey, I want to be a pipe welder," and they're like, "Okay, this is everything you need to know," and we got the classes for it. Yeah. Not, hey, you need to. You well, need I mean, to, community colleges do that. A like lot. you don't need to learn, but I, I don't need to learn Shakespeare to be a pipe welder. They don't. They don't make you take cores for, for certificates like that. Really? You go straight into whatever you're going for. See, because I thought there were still like English courses and all that stuff. Yeah. No, to that's if you want a, a, a higher degree. Like you can go that route if you want to, but if you're just going for like a electrical, like a an electrician certificate, you don't have to take like English and. Maybe math because it actually could apply. I mean, I mean, yeah, math is important, but but like you're not gonna have to take history and English and write papers and stupid shit like that. You're gonna be able to just go take the classes that pertain to what you need to know to be an electrician, and boom, you got an electrician certificate. Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe I'm thinking of the associate's degrees, like the associate's degree. You are thinking of associate's yeah. degrees. Yeah. Which is still just... Which I was like two courses away from. It's still just I so dumb. Quit. Like, why do I need to know? Which I'm not against the classics, man. I'm not against the classics. I just think that if I want to be a welder... I mean, why do you think we have so many Indian you know? doctors? And I'm not talking like Native American Indian. I'm talking like Indian from India. Right. There, There's a lot of medical doctors mm-hmm. that come here from India. Because they don't have to go through eight years of expensive college to get their medical license. They go straight in for medical, period. Right. They're not going for English or social studies or any of that crap. They go straight to what their subject matter is. They graduate. They move to America to make more money. Pretty solid game plan, if you ask me. And we still have better doctors. (laughs) Yeah. I, I just, you know, I don't get it. Um, I know that I think, I, I think between me and my parents, like what we did is we did a loan where like so much of it went to me, so much of it went to uh, um, my parents. And uh, eventually, you know, my parents paid their end of it off and then I, I had to pay my end of it off. <laughs> None of it went to my parents. It all went to me. Rightly so. Yeah. Because you, I mean, you, you were a crazy... No, I'm saying... <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, I mean, I changed majors midway through my college journey, regardless, you know? And honestly, like, I, I kind of wish I'd never went. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to lie. Like, hindsight being 2020, I think... I wish, kind of wish I wouldn't have went to college. I, I, I mean, for what I do, I don't need it. Right. I have enough experience in my field to have a bachelor's degree. And I know there's probably some, like air quote, air quote intellectuals out there that are probably like, you know, probably have done turned us off if not fainted by now thinking, oh man, you know, don't go to college. What do you mean? But like, seriously, man, there's so many ways you can make money in this world without a college degree. Shoot, there's plenty of ways you can make good money without even a college, a high school education. Yeah, but most of those are illegal. No, I'm saying like, like, like <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm saying without, without the degree. Yeah. Without I a mean, high school you, you don't need, you don't. A high school diploma is extremely beneficial. Oh, definitely. To I'm not saying it, quit high school. To make anything happen in your adult life. Most places want a college, or not a college degree, but a a high school diploma or a graduational equivalent, equivalency diploma or GED. Right. Um, so, you know, most places won't hire you without one or the other. Right. So it's kind of hard to make a lot of money when most places won't hire you. Um, but, you know... 
education's not the end all be all answer. But like what a lot of people don't realize is like, man, you can make good money digging ditches. Yeah. Like it's not fun. We're not it saying t- this- it takes a toll on your body, but you know what? That's if that's the skill set you have, that's the skill set you have. I mean, I mean, I know some people that couldn't dig a ditch. I don't want to dig a ditch. I mean, I'm I don't not wanna, going no, to. I don't want to dig a ditch either. But I'm saying that like there's some people that like you give them a shovel and tell them to dig a ditch, and they're gonna be like, "What?" If I'm digging a ditch, it's to make me a fight hole. Okay. <laughs> Period. Like, like that's because oh we are done in some sort of civil war, yeah, we're, or revolutionary this war, is, whatever. This is big time, big big time trouble. If I'm digging a ditch <laughs> for a fight hole, okay. Like I'll dig a I will dig a trench in my neighborhood. To, to fight off. And even then, if I can if I can commandeer some sort of excavator to do it for me, I'm going <laughs> to Yeah, <do> for <laughs> real. Um, so I think that's pretty much all I've got this week. Yep. I just want to remind everybody about the... Uh, Libertarian Convention? Yep. Al- Libertarian Party of Alabama Convention, which is on March... It starts March 19th at 5 p.m. and goes to March 21st, which is that Sunday evening at 3 p.m. And Friday it is thirty dollars. Saturday is fifty five dollars, and Sunday is forty dollars. We're still planning on going on the Saturday, right? Yeah, so far we're planning on going on the Saturday one. We're hoping to have t shirts. We're hoping to have yeah some some uh, podcast t shirts. Not we're not not going to be able to probably give them out to anybody, but no. But we're going to be able you'll, to spread you'll know the word. who we are. Yeah, yeah, we'll be there. We're hoping to be there. Some anyway. like tally ho lads on the back of them. Yeah, it's going to be sweet. Yeah, it's going to be, be pretty sweet. sweet. Um. So yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much all we've got this week, and uh, hopefully next week's a little bit more calm. I want to give a shout out to my buddy uh, Zach Adams. He actually went onto our page and said that uh, you know we kind of really explained the libertarian view to him, and it really helped him out. So I just kind of want to give him a shout out yeah. because that made me feel really good. It's always good to hear that you you were able to help inform somebody. Because uh-huh. that, even if it's just one person, it's like wow, we we did we helped one person. We made an impact. Yeah, we made an impact, and that's kind of what we want to do. Yeah. We're not here to, you know, put anybody down or anything. We're like we want to inform people, and we want to talk about the issues that are going on from a libertarian perspective. Yep, for sure. So, all right, that's all, right. all for this week, and that's uh, it. I guess we'll see y'all next week. Tally ho, lads. Tally ho. Yeah.